0: welcome to the p40 podcast on october 3rd 2017 i'm finally sitting down we've been trying to do this for i don't know how many years 20 years no we've been trying to do a podcast we've been trying to get the saturn sisters together for a podcast for like it's ridiculous at least five years we've been trying to do this and it's barely happening, but but it is happening. But anyway, so I'm with Stephanie Iris Weiss. It's so funny to say your name, like your full name. <laughs> so, aka my Saturn sister. And now, actually, we're kind of renaming ourselves just for the course of our new project, the Mars sisters, because Stephanie is an Aries, of course, an Aries sun, and I'm a Scorpio sun. And our true relationship, I would say, is probably more... Mars than Saturn wouldn't you say I
1: would I would definitely agree with you that <laughs> Mars is, is very much there for, for better and for worse since the beginning and I just want to say while you were talking about how long um we've been wanting to do this podcast I feel like all of our work together through the years has been material for a podcast and we always used to say god we should be recording this yes this is- great material so i'm so glad that we're finally doing it
0: me too Um, and remember our when we first met actually this is a great backstory for the saturn sisters is we became friends like we became brunch friends brunch bffs in new york city what was that 95
1: 97 i think no 96 97
0: oh maybe maybe was i living in chinatown
1: already you were living in chinatown okay so
0: it was 97 yeah
1: yeah, the first time I went to your apartment was when Roxy was a puppy.
0: Oh, my God. So it was 97. Okay. Wow. Okay. I feel like I know you longer than that. Okay. So awesome. so it's literally 20. So it is literally 20 years that we know each other. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, oh,
1: my God. Yeah.
0: oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is. Yeah. <gasps> That's so um, crazy. It's been your
1: feminist the whole time. But, um, but yes. But I, I like what you just said about, you know, about Mars. And, and Mars is um, – Although we're named the Saturn Sisters because we wrote a book together called "Surviving Saturn's Return," and then we were named the Saturn Sisters. We were dubbed the Saturn Sisters by our agents, right. um, um when that book came out. But um, but I think that you know we're, we're both very extremely passionate <laughs> people. That you know we were talking about the Mars energy and how we're both very passionate people. Yeah, um, about our ideas and our personal lives and basically everything. But what's very interesting is that the way that our Mars expresses itself differently in each of us, I think, because of our Mm fatal charts, Mm my Mars expresses itself in in sometimes a very physical way. (laughs) Yeah. As you know from having brunch with me when I'm waving my hands around. Yeah,
0: she always puts her knife, knife she sticks her knife in my face. I have to, like, dodge the knife while she's. You know, just she's just articulating something very passionately, but the knife always comes right in front of my face. I wish we could show that on the podcast. That's a classic Aries. That's
1: a classic Aries, right? And I and I mean no, I mean no the violence or viciousness. I
0: just have to express myself. <laughs> you don't mean the my- vi- You don't mean the violence towards me, <laughs> but <laughs> I think but you. I think you mean I, it. I
1: need to move, and I think that that is just yes. a. A very deeply felt expression of the Aries energy is that if you do not move all the time, if you are not in constant motion, if you're not feeling that physicality through your body, through dance, through running or whatever it is, yes. um, movement, you can't, sit, you can't sit still and remain calm unless you also do that at you know throughout your day. And if it does not and if you do not express it in a healthy way, you will express it in an unhealthy way, which is when it gets dangerous for other people in your midst.
0: Yes, that's very true. And I think, you know, it's great. That's why I really wanted to collaborate with you on the Mars project. So I just want to explain for people who are new to um, Project 40 and I realized actually before I do that I wanna just follow up because we had a thread that got lost that we didn't finish up on our brunch thread. We said we met we said we met 20 years ago and I just wanted to share that we were when we came together to write Surviving Saturn's Return that actually happened because we first we would we the reason we kind of fell in love as friends is we would have these brunches and we would get into these really deep conversations and from I think like our first or second brunch we were like we should record this this was before podcasts and stuff because we're talking 97 I think we actually had like a recorder <laughs> and we would record on like a cassette um, yeah. our conversations at brunch about at the time we were talking about Kali the goddess Kali and Isis. Remember those were our Kali recordings.
1: Yes. yes, before ISIS. Um,
0: oh God, runs, yeah. yeah. It's
1: new. It's new association with terrorism. No,
0: I refuse no. that. Yes, no. It's the, yeah. the, 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 the the true Isis goddess Isis. Right, like so the the bringing together of the dark goddess Kali and. and
1: Right, right. The fierce feminine really is yeah. what we
0: we're talking about that entire yeah. time. Because mm-hmm. you felt very connected to ISIS, because your name—we've it's Iris. It feels ISIS. It's got ISIS. You have ISIS in your name somehow. Yeah, yeah, yes. And I,
1: Iris is the messenger goddess, actually. You know, um, traveled on the rainbow to bring messages from the gods to the to the people. I
0: love that. That's so you, and that's your real middle name.
1: Yes, that's my real middle name. Yeah. yeah. Great Grandpa irwin, um, so um, so yeah, then Isis, and I was also attracted to Isis not just because um, she was the sweeter goddess, but I liked the idea that she was taking the broken pieces and putting them back together, mending healing yes, you love that and, so, and, and you you were the one who was sort of bringing the collie into the conversation yes,
0: <laughs> um, yes i 've always been obsessed with her fierce, feminine form of bringing the darkness to light and bringing up all the negativities and really that deep painful confrontation with the ego death slaying, slaying all the negative tendencies of the ego and I just thought it was so amazing that there was a goddess that could take on that level of intensity and darkness she always felt very Scorpio to me so yeah and so going back to the airy Scorpio theme of why we wanted to come together to do this project, we thought, okay, look at, I mean, obviously you can feel it in the collective. We're having an Aries-Scorpio convergence at the moment in many ways because we have, of course, we're having this full moon in Aries on Thursday, which we're definitely feeling with all this rampant (laughs) violence. And then we're having Jupiter going into, transiting into Scorpio on the 10th, which is the day we start Project 40, the Mars Project 40. Yeah. Oh, and one last thing and then we'll we'll get into the Scorpio Aries discussion. But for anyone who's new to what is Project Forty, if you've never done a Project Forty, it's a forty day, forty night email driven, online program, but it's it's very much lived in real time with us. So it's not something you're just getting that you might ignore in your inbox every day, or you know, something that you just never get to on your computer that's saved on a Dropbox file. It's not like that. It's literally something that's lived in real time. Stephanie and I are going to write the emails and the messages that we channel in real time the the night before, so you wake up to the new message, so we live the day one day ahead, but we're all in this forty day alchemical incubation, I guess you could say a journey. I like to think of it as like an like a journey in the desert, even though you know it's it's lived in this unconscious space, but we're sharing this space together and we're going in through these forty day email driven messages, and then there's you know different. In the email, you're getting the you're getting both of our voices, and we're we're going to be giving you. I do the journaling. I offer the journaling questions. We often do tarot. I often I often create tarot spreads um, to help with the journaling questions that you can do. We Stephanie will create rituals. She's also a poet. She's a sex writer. We'll talk more about all of the gifts that you're going to bring to you. Can talk about that. Yeah. Um, and obviously through the, more of the Aries lens and also through the, her, the lens of, you know, she's a, how would you describe your work as a sex writer? I don't know how to even describe that properly.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I'm in part an advice columnist,
0: Sex, mm-hmm. book. Yes.
1: I wrote a book called Eco-Sex, Go Clean Between the Sheets and Make Your Love Life Sustainable. Um, and I, I, I'm a writer by trade in addition to being an astrologer, um, and uh, I always wanted to write about sex. I always, it was always sort of coming through me, but I didn't find yeah. my opportunity to start writing about sex until 2008, when I started working on this book, Ecosex. And 2008,
0: um, when Pluto went into Capricorn.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. So I got grounded, and and you know, and felt like it was time to really do that. Um, and. Um, And I, and I feel really privileged to be able to speak to women mostly with an empowering feminist, um, uh, you know, sex positive message about, um, why it's so important to honor and heal our sexuality, why it's not this separate thing, this, this hidden part of our lives that, um, we need to sort of like keep shadowed or even necessarily private. Um. It's it's there's there's no shame in, in any element of sex as long as there is consent and as long as you feel safe. And I very, very much as an Aries, we talked earlier about the physicality of the mm-hmm. Mars energy. I feel like having a healthy sexuality, a healthy relationship to sensuality is is really important for your physical health overall to be in touch with all of your drives and, and in particular your creative drive mm-hmm. and I feel like at this moment in our history um with toxic masculinity rising up and fighting to draw its last breath as we drive it out um, as we're literally seeing over the last couple of days in the lead up to the full moon with this, with this war that Donald Trump is having with the mayor of San Juan attacking this woman who just wants to, to heal and to be, you know, yeah. wants her to be seen, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and this a horrific shooting that we've seen in Las Vegas. And we don't know
0: this, mm-hmm. the
1: story yet, but my suspicion is that this had something to do with the, you know, some sort of deep toxic masculinity issues in the shooter um, who committed this horrible act of violence. But anyway, it, the way that this connects back to, back to sexuality in the collective is that I think that you know the more that we are um, open to and driven to express our sexuality and our desire um, in the world in the most healthy way possible, devoid of shame. The better that we just function in the world overall, and the more um, that we can lend our passion to to healing and repairing the world, to
0: Yes, and and healing the masculinity within the collective unconscious, because we're calling it toxic masculinity, which sounds—I mean, you're not—you didn't make up that term, um, no. but maybe a way to also think about it is unconscious masculinity I mean I feel like you know it's interesting it's also making me think about this the passing away of Hugh Hefner as yeah. part of that symbol you know a lot of people are comparing him they're saying well it's like he, he's, rep, he's just like a Donald Trump or a Bill Cosby and that's
1: not the whole story right? Yeah. Exactly.
0: Right I mean it, that, that's why it's so much more complicated like this the, the Mars energy the masculine energy of course we can think of it in terms of like patriarchy gone awry we can think about it in terms of you know exploitation and violence but what is it in the what is it in our psyche that we can work with with the masculine that we can heal even as women like how is this so-called toxic masculinity residing in our own psyches and how what does that mean for us like what is our relationship to that
1: right think about all the women voted for
0: well, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. But yeah. even the ones that didn't. What's more interesting to me, because the ones that didn't are the ones that are going to do our program. I doubt anyone who voted for Trump is going to sign up for. Which I would love if they would, because they need it the most. But they're not oh. going to. They're not going to sign up for Mars P forty with it's, the Saturn Sisters, who are clearly very anti. I mean, it's,
1: it's a very overt, obvious, it, a, a way that it's had a massive impact on our culture right now and our politics right now. But it's an internalized misogyny, and even us, you know, snowflake liberal ladies. Um, possess this internalized misogyny I mean the way that we treat our bodies when we feel fat mm-hmm. I mean you know all of our issues with uh, I think I think you know um, just just hating on ourselves yes. and not feeling yes. we're good enough yeah. um, right mm-hmm. I mean and that we have to be attractive in terms of like the, the patriarchal lens in which we should feel attractive right. to feel we even have a purpose in the world. Yes. And and for me, one of the ways to heal all of this unconscious toxic masculinity as it resides in us is to empower ourselves in a very Mars way to be in touch with the, the fierce, crazy, amazing, explosive power of our own sexuality. Um and, and to use that as a, a force to drive ourselves out into the world and to propel us to feel, to feel safe and to feel strong.
0: To own it. I mean, it's also interesting because when you and I was just – I just had this flashback, like when you and I first became friends and we also realized we had that shared love of belly dancing and I feel like it was for that same reason. Like It's really interesting to go back to the roots of our friendship because I realized, like this has kind of been our mission all along even though we've become the Saturn sisters and we write daily horoscopes and weekly horoscopes, I feel like the deeper mission behind our being brought together in this lifetime really has been about this journey of healing on a very deep level. Like Because we're both very strong Mars girls, so we live with that energy very consciously and unconsciously, but meaning we, we have, we feel more of the imperative, I think, to make it conscious in our lives and in our psyches. And when we were first friends, we loved belly dance for that reason, because I remember us going to those classes at the open center and you know, it was from my child and I was so happy to, yeah, I grew up belly dancing with my mother, but I had lost touch with it for many years. So it was so exciting to go to that class with you. And I just remember feeling what you just described, like us going, Oh my God, this is it. Like being in your, being in our bodies and expressing that really beautiful sensual sexual feminine energy but also feeling that empowerment you know and like owning it for ourselves like not doing it to like try to turn it wasn't like we were learning it so we could go seduce a man or not that there's anything wrong with that either I'm just saying but it wasn't like I'm doing this to please some outer force it was like so that we could feel that we could we could embody that energy which is a lot of what we're trying to create in this it's an intention we're setting for these 40 days is for you know, for all of us to really reclaim that and recapture that and live that for 40 days and 40 nights, that deep sense of embodied desire and empowerment through our sensuality, through our physicality, and through our sacred sexuality, which I also feel belly dance really represents. Not that you have to belly dance in this 40 days. It's just an example of one, one, one form of a physical expression of the energy. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then to I may ask, in some movements, um, yeah. You can do or not do depending on how you are feeling that I think that getting a little bit physical in some ways, moving around your home um, and feeling your body is going to be a necessary part of going through this journey.
0: Yes, sure. definitely. And what I've noticed when people have an unconscious Mars energy is that <clears throat> either they have a strong aversion to any kind of physical outlets or they become hyper obsessed, like almost like exercise yeah. addicted.
1: shit yeah
0: yeah definitely because they they're trying to control the body or tame it or you know force it into like perfect a form of perfection so they they can't right. eating abuse disorder, it
1: other manifestations exercise addiction and and um eating disorders definitely yes I this. yes um so so yes that'll definitely be a, a part mm-hmm.
0: of it um, yeah, I'm excited and I, we're going to be adding that, because you do the rituals, and I love the way you, I also would love for you to do some kind of like, part of your rituals is like really the poetry that you write, because you were a poet before. Yeah, I'm still one. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I but that was when I met you, fun. that was like <laughs> more of your focus. Yeah, you are at heart a poet, of course. <laughs> oh, always, always, that doesn't die.
1: No, no, it stays with you, even if you're not um, practicing every day. Um, as one can before one has a a real career not that poets don't have real careers that's not what I meant
0: right but anyway (laughs) no (laughs) meaning before before you had before you had to make the donuts as writing horoscopes
1: exactly exactly so yeah so um so I think that I mean we have you know this this often happens in the run-up to a full moon is that you see these collective expressions and in this case um you know all the awfulness that that we've experienced over the last forty eight hours, um, the grief mm-hmm. and the sadness and the shock and the mm-hmm. images that we're watching of
0: people fleeing bullets. Oh um, my god! Yeah, that's so. That's, that can't be more archetypal Aries Mars. The actual guns and the bullets yeah. and the the, and then, ramp, and then, the rampage.
1: Yeah, a so rampage, right? And,
0: so and like the impulse, an unhealthy
1: expression of the Mars energy.
0: Right, imp- lack of impulse control. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, right, right, and and we'll see what, what actually uh, becomes the back, what is the backstory of why this man did this, we'll know, know. that soon.
0: I know, it's so interesting, I know.
1: In so many mass shootings, and I think this is important, like, I, I would love to one day do a study of the astrology of all the mass shootings of the last couple of years to see what was going on in the, you know, the days leading up to the, to the shooting, um.
0: Probably, yeah, there probably is always strong Mars energy, and this one was you know, happened on the Mars trine Pluto, exactly leading up to a full moon in Aries and Mars, and also the Mars Venus war. I mean, we always talk in Western psychology about how Mars Venus conjunction is so sexy, and it can be, but it can also be very violent because it's like they're in a war together,
1: right? Exactly, and this one is a so it adds some of that anxiety element to it, but um,
0: this one is um, sorry, what did you say? This is a what.
1: This, this one
0: is in Virgo, and so it actually has – Mars and Virgo, yeah. conjunct in right. Virgo, yeah, which is which we should is in an inconjunct to Aries, which that's also interesting. I want to – maybe in part two, since we're not going to have a lot of time, we're running out of time for part one. Um, in part two, we should talk about the the inconjunction between Mars and uh, – sorry, between Aries and Scorpio, which are both ruled by Mars, but they're in that interesting pattern, which you and I certainly – Experience, yeah.
1: <laughs> which I feel is going
0: to be an important part of the project. Forty jump means that it's a six-eight pattern, and it's um, literally in in um, in Vedic astrology they call it an enemy pattern. But in Western astrology, my mentor called it a he called it the sex magic pattern because six and eight, like the Virgo Scorpio energies involved in the relationship between the signs. So any sign that's six or eight away from you, you have like a sex magic pattern, which Eventually, I want to do a, like a longer series on that, but suffice it to say, we can talk about how it really plays out with um, Scorpio and Aries. And during this time, during this forty days, we're 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 having to find a relationship with that. But going back to the full moon, it's having that relationship between the Aries and the Virgo side. That's your other six eight energy is Virgo. Right. That's your other yeah. enemy pattern and your healing pattern. <laughs> um, so it's probably why it's even more tense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I feel like. Um, I just wanted to say, I wanted just to, to, to cap off what I was saying a couple minutes moments ago about oh, yeah, the shootings and the yeah. energy um, that leads up to them, is that um, I, you know almost always in these situations um, there we find that the shooter was you know obviously had some sort of severe mental illness, motivated by motivated by race or by deep 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 misogyny um like the one in california a couple of years ago that literally had a manifesto about how he wanted to kill all these women because they wouldn't date him Mm -hmm. um you know i mean and also cases of schizophrenia and and, you know uh, but but still they're really and and just generally in gun culture there is this energy right like why do men Feel like they need to have in the case of this shooter twenty three guns. He oh my had? god! Yeah. Why do you twenty? What, I mean, why do you need them? What is? What are you missing inside? What is in, unconscious inside of you I that have, you need to yeah. possess this weapon in your hands to, that will fire into another human being's body? What's going on there? What is going on in in gun culture with these men who feel like they need to have these things? And why is that so much of a dialogue we're having right now as a country?
0: And then let's take that to the next level. So that's the Mars level with the guns. And then the Pluto level is what we have with this nuclear threats going on between the psycho in office and the calling the other guy the rocket man, little rocket man.
1: They're insulting that genocide exactly,
0: so it's the same thing, but that it's interesting because that's like Pluto level because so we're talking nuclear, but it's stemming it's stemming from the same issue of that really deep masculine inferiority complex, obviously overcompensating with extreme weapons,
1: right? And, and, I, and overcompensation is a great word, and I think that, um, you know very much that's what is going on both with guns and with missiles, right? I mean, and they're both phallic, so it's, you know.
0: Yeah, but against, yeah. Well. And, and maybe this is a good note to end on, and I'm excited to come back for part two. Um, yeah. Is then think about, like, so This these are sort of amplified versions of Mars gone awry, these situations that we're talking about with people losing control with guns, and then obviously all these nuclear threats going on between Donald Trump in North Korea so we have um god I can't believe I just said his name it made me feel sick I never actually I never actually say his name out loud but um ugh. but anyway um whatever if we look at him as like a shadow figure of the collective unconscious so how in women, so I guess the question we can return to in part two is So again, because we can really put this outside of us and the Jungian work is to like look at, okay, this is us. So what is going on internally? Like how are we playing this out in the dynamics of our own psyche, our own unconscious, and even in our more intimate relationships? There's This is obviously reverberating. We can be like, oh, it's out there and it's so awful, but it wouldn't be out there unless it was happening internally on some level and that's the work we have to do. Absolutely. And and I
1: mean, and I think that, very often, those of us who are in the resistance are like, no, it's all those bad Trump supporters who did this. So, you know, and, and, and yes, but we Damn. have to take worship for mm-hmm. our culture at some level. We're also in the collective. We also... We also it's a, it's our
0: shadow. We're playing it out. I mean, we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have a creepy tweeter in charge if we weren't all obsessed with Twitter on some level. You know what I mean? Like, if we didn't have it in the first place, we're supporting it. That's why it's still happening because that's, we use we that true. social I mean, media
1: a lot to do with it, too. I mean, we could talk about, like, you know, what happened when Uranus went into Aquarius Yeah. Yes. years ago, uh, that changed her, the collective unconscious in, in ways that I think will be...
0: Yes, and, and then it you're in Uranus and the Aries, Aries. It, took, it took that, okay, now we've got access to the internet, and let's just make it all about... It could be the unconscious side of Aries, which could be just, like, me, 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 I want to have a quick voice and be heard and get lots of attention right this second.
1: Yeah, so I just want to put a pin in something that we'll come back to okay. in the next in the next um, in part two also is yeah. it. So thinking a lot about this. And, you know, I think one of the reasons that women are so just like, you were, we were talking a couple of moments ago about like the, the immature, <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, we have like toddlers yeah. comparing penis sizes, right? Like right. we're seeing the very existence of humanity on earth. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because of their own perceived phallic inadequacy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, what I think is happening on the other side, I don't mean to, you know, to put this strictly in gender terms, but I think that it's, it's important to think about it this way as well, is that the reason that women are, I mean, you know, thank God that we are, right? Like, you know, discover, like, this is one good thing that Uranus in Aquarius gave us, is that it gave more women access to the tools of feminism and to, like, learn, you know, how you can empower yourself in the political sphere as a woman. Yeah. But how that impacts our intimate emotional lives and our relationships. I think that one thing that is happening and one reason that women are reaching for these tools, um, in the world is that they're tired of doing emotional labor for the men in their lives, mm-hmm. exhausted, mm-hmm. pissed off. Mm-hmm. Just why can't you get over your, your inferiority complex, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is just embodied in, you know, in, in patriarchy in the energy of patriarchy and why you keep making us do it. And, um, and I think that that is, you know, when women are accused of being, of nagging, um, you know, all of these things like this is, this is, um, and when, and when, and, and there's a, a thing happening in the, in the culture that's happening online, it's happening on the internet where men are sort of like, um, going off into these groups where the, they're talking about how annoying women are and how, you know, and this is, and they talk also in terms of, it's its, it's a movement um, called the MRA movement, men's rights movement. Um, mm. And they, they talk about women purely as objects. Like how mm. can we get them mm. as if we're purchasable?
0: Mm. Um,
1: and, and, you know, this is, to me, like the heart of toxic masculinity and where it lives right now. I mean, it also lives in the White House. Yes. But um, but I think that – th- what I think is rising up and I think the way – Becoming
0: conscious. Oh, they grab the pussy, becoming conscious. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I think the, the, the fierce feminine that Shireen and I have been talking about for um, for two decades already – is rising up in this like women this this thing that i'm seeing in the real world of women saying no i i am no longer going to do the emotional labor labor for you you must make this conscious and you mm-hmm. must deal with this it's not it's no longer my responsibility i have my own shit to deal with let me deal with my own shit
0: and um, yes and i want to also say on behalf of like for the the male side too and and i want to come back i want to we'll, we'll look at both sides i also want to look at the side of how i think women having to become more conscious of their masculinity not like destroy like there's so many women that emasculate men still because of their own unconscious masculinity and there's been a backlash to that so it's it's a complex situation in relationships is what i see and i actually do want to explore both sides of that because you're and this is actually totally our relationship like you're always more you know you're 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 speaking about a lot of the political and some of the bigger stories. Yeah. Um, and then I'm thinking more of the work I do with people one on one in relationship work, which is both. They're interconnected, but I think it would be really interesting for us to look at both sides how it's hurt, hurt women and men um, oh, I, with, the, it, w- with the unconscious masculine. Yeah, it's hurt
1: men. Yeah, what, I, what I think is happening worth witnessing um, with plants and with it and just
0: watching the It sounds is like that, you honey your microphone did you change spots it's
1: uh No.
0: Okay. It, it's it's not as clear all of a sudden weird. Okay. Is
1: it, is it clear now? That's better. Yep. Okay. I had it, my pen moved over to
0: the Oh, oh, okay.
1: Um yeah, so so I think that I think that in order for the unhealthy unconscious Mars masculine to heal in Man, what I'm seeing right now happen culturally is that it's getting to a point of um, the toxicity is is so ripe, is so evident, is so you know, it's it's just rising to its apex. Yeah.
0: Oh, hold on, hold on. Sorry, that's that's sorry for that little interruption. Okay, so sorry, what you're saying, the apex?
1: I think that we're we're witnessing culturally is that we're at the apex of this dangerous toxic energy yeah. embodied by what we've seen in the last 48 hours, right? Like we're seeing like the, 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 the really, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't see a more accurate. Yes. more that toxic masculinity. Totally. And I think that, um, it's nobody's fault, right? Like it's not men's fault or women's fault. It's obviously far more complicated than yes, that. It's, yep. it's it, we both have, uh, both have, both genders, all genders need to manage these energies and, and make them conscious and deal with them.
0: Right, regardless um, of gender, we have the, we all have the inner masculine and inner feminine.
1: Yes, and and I guess, so just to, to cap this off and we can come back to this, is that in my work, what I have found is one of the great ways, um, really pleasurable, wonderful, healthy ways to make that unconscious masculine conscious in, for women Mm -hmm. is to, um, is through sexuality and, you know, and a healthy relationship to your physical self, um, and, um, peeling away layers of shame that you're still carrying. Um, and, uh, Yeah, I I feel like that's where our work is right now. I'm not sure exactly where men's work is. Um, We can talk more about what that might be out in the world, but um, but I actually feel grateful that we're witnessing this so starkly right now, um, so that we can we can use these examples to to teach from.
0: Yeah, I know it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I knew Mars would be strong, but I didn't think it would be this literal and strong. During, I mean, I'd hoped it wouldn't be this literal and strong right before the full moon. But, yeah, so it's really important to talk about. Um, and I just want to say, what I said a yeah. moment ago, I'm
1: obviously, like, I'm not happy that what just happened happened. But um, it's awful and horrific. And um, But what I, what I think more, um, the overall toxic masculinity over the last couple of years, particularly embodied by, Having a pussy grabber in the White House, yeah. um, that we faced you know you just said a few minutes ago, like, I don't even want to say his name because I feel like when we say his name, we
0: I know it's so weird, right?
1: in us and in our bodies, and I know a lot of people who are dreaming about I have him' like, a
0: cortisol, like I have a cortisol like <laughs> flooding or something just saying it,
1: right, right, no, I think a lot of people have been physically ill over the last yeah. nine months
0: because yeah. of this I think Very so much- too.
1: yeah. Okay, so we'll come back to all of these issues in part two.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for meeting with me today. Yeah, I look forward to it. Okay, bye. Bye.